Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 9, Episode 7, titled Stradivarius. Uh, Aaron, who is Stradivarius? Uh, I guess this is a family of Italian, I'm going to guess. Your, your people. Uh, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> violin makers um, in the 17th and 18th century that were fairly famous for making high-quality uh, violins and materials. Uh, these violins that have survived to this day in good condition can fetch anywhere from $100,000 to upwards of $50 million, depending on, again, its age, condition, what style Stradivarius it is. And they're highly prized for uh, what some violinists say is a superior, unreproducible sound. Uh, mm. This appears. Yeah, I've seen this episode. I'm going to say superior, unreproducible sound is not its forte, but. <laughs> so maybe a bit of a misnomer. It also is terrible against katanas. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 It, its combat value is very, very low. A crowbar would be better to have than a Stradivarius in this circumstance. But uh, I actually did. Uh, I got bored and I did a bunch of reading um, on Stradivarius's. While you were I, watching the episode? No, no. You got, after you got bored? No. Yeah, after. Uh, okay. it was. It, I was doing some reading on it, and I guess that like it's it's a fairly modern contention that Stradivarius don't sound any better than a high-end guitar manufactured, or guitar, high-end vi- violin that's manufactured today. Like, there's been multiple double-blind experiments. Of course, purists <laughs> will dispute those facts. It um, makes sense. Keep, like, yeah, shit gets better. We get better at making things over the years, and we've had 200, 300 years. Yeah. You know, and then, like, you know, that's the thing. Made. It's like, I, I guess there was like some particular special qualities of the wood that Stratus used, and there was the, the little ice age caused trees to grow slower and denser and to be more resonant. But you know what? We fucking uh, x rayed these things and then spectral analysis on them, and we can make equally dense wood. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I think IKEA flat pack Stradivarius now. I think they do. I think yeah. they do. They're forty nine ninety nine. Uh, right. <laughs> they're Bluetooth capable. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think of this episode? Um, I I thought so. I I thought there's a lot of stuff that's good. Um, I think that I am a little get getting a little kind of tired of how long they're stretching out this mystery of why the communities have been fractured. And it appears to have something to do with that X-shaped uh, kidney donation scar that Michonne and Daryl have. Um, and I'm also a little tired of the fucking new guys and girls, the FNGs, and their constant, like, vacillating. I guess it's not constant. It's one person who's a hothead mm-hmm. and wants to fuck this up for the group. Um, or maybe she's the smart Shane one that's like, I've seen this thing and we're going to end up in a cattle car and we're going to get eaten alive, uh, at the Hilltop restaurant. And then everybody else who's kind of opposing her and that's getting a little old, but, um, I'm, I'm still the central, central conflict I'm, I'm, I'm here for. Um, I like the idea actually of Daryl. Um, kind of being the ward or, or, or I guess Henry being the ward to Daryl and kind of being raised up by him. Um, mm. and I, I think it's going to backfire on, on Carol. I think that, uh, Henry might lose a little bit of his, what do you call it? Idealism. But I think some of that's going to rub off on Daryl too and kind <laughs> oh, of bring yeah. him, get, get him out of his feral, feral Daryl, uh, <laughs> uh, phase that he's stuck in. what do you think of it? I mean, it definitely seems to be having an effect on Daryl. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mostly like it. I didn't have huge I I had one huge problem but it's minor uh in the grand scheme of walking dead problems uh but you know it's it's I I'm not sure how I feel about them spooling out this mystery of you know Maggie and Michonne and and the scars I think the scars were actually pretty well done um not not from like a special effects angle but from a storytelling uh-huh. angle like they're uh-huh. they're fostering some effective mystery here yeah uh, i'm genuinely curious what are these x's about um I, I was curious when i saw it on michonne i was like hmm, what's what's that about but daryl yeah. like i know you can capture and and hurt daryl it's been done in the past sure uh but why okay why is he feral why has he gone back to nature 
how if he's gone back to nature it must have happened like after these scars i've got all these questions swimming around in my head about and, and apparently it's, it started with him searching for rick which we kind of surmised he might sure. do but he's been doing it for like what four fucking years now but if that's the case how how did he get the scars and and, and why is everybody mad at at, at uh maggie did like yeah G- glenn well, jr it seems like maggie might have got in a huff Honestly, I'm wondering if Jesus got appointed leader after people weren't agreeing with Maggie and she was just like, fine, I'm going to take my baby and go home. Well, I was like, like, did did Glenn Jr. need like a double kidney transplant? And she took uh, Michonne and Daryl's and then stiffed them, like just ran off of Georgie. Because that's another thing that doesn't quite make Uh, sense. The fact that Michonne would not know that Maggie had left the hilltop. Yeah, it says somebody is not telling her. You know, Sadiq, aside from being a, a huge gossip, obviously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, kept this information from her, just like yeah. everybody else. So, yeah, who? I don't know. It's it's an intriguing state for this. And, community and when did it happen? Because Jesus has won at least his second. This is a re-election, not an election. Like Maggie yeah. didn't leave, and so like, how long have they been keeping this from Michonne? Is that? believable realistic like i like i said i'm i am curious but like yeah. not that curious and if if they if they stretch it out like past the mid-season break <laughs> uh-huh. uh it's gonna get it's gonna start feeling tedious for me but a- absolutely uh, I don't know. absolutely and there's a little bit of like there's a uh, threat in my mind here, a looming threat that we might go back to a lot of morgalizing if this schism is yeah. over negan somehow yeah I don't think it is. I think there's something else here with the election, with Jesus, with all that. But if this schism between the Hilltop and Alexandria is over Negan and what to do with him, I'm going to be real disappointed that that has been going on for X amount of years. And -hmm. also, I thought they dealt with it before this time jump. I thought like the Maggie and Michonne scene where she's like, okay, do what you got to do. And she changes Mm -hmm. her mind. I thought that was all over with. So hopefully that is not where we are headed. Yeah, like we've often... Was it wasn't it like the uh, uh, was it was it the expanse that I said that or, or no it's uh, the deuce it's something that that Saint, uh, David Simon and and George Pelicanos do so well because they do time jumps like every year yeah. the deuce has three seasons every year it flashes forward five to seven years but what they do a really good job on the finale episode of like putting characters on a particular trajectory like they have a direction and velocity so when you catch up with them in the next season everything kind of tracks it's like oh well this person is on a downward spiral and oh my god they're either dead or they're in a real destitute position this person is on the upswing and now they've moved to la and they're doing this whereas you're right like the trajectories that like michonne and maggie were put on before the time jump was one of like comedy and coming together and like understanding each other's perspective and like resolving to to make good on Rick's sacrifice. These do not track with the the trajectory that we caught, caught them back in uh, after the time jump. But I'm just wondering, you know, what is it? What, you know, like how they get these scars? What is the threat? It can't involve Negan because Negan gets in jail. I don't think it involves the saviors because we found that the savior complex collapsed. And mm-hmm. there didn't seem to be a special venom between like Carol. Like Carol didn't treat these guys like you fuckers tore out Michonne and Daryl's kidney and I'm going to want you dead. It was more of just like, yeah, you guys failed and fucked off. We haven't heard you from you from a while. Yeah. What is this? What is this threat that's happening? Uh, I did know. someone go crazy? Was there some faction within the Hilltop or Alexandria itself that did this? I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. But like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm the walking dead interested in this. Yes. Uh, not it's, the it's weird interested. That, it's weird that that's more interesting than like these whispering zombies. Uh, yeah, which are still a yeah, thing. Yeah, they they haven't done much with the whispering zombies. Like they've yeah. got Rosita in the woods, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, and they had you know the scene from last episode, but but it's wild that Rosita is not the first thing that she said. Oh my god, I've been hunted to exhaustion by whispering zombies. Am I going crazy? It's like like you know, it's like maybe she's out of it. She needs an IV or whatever. Yeah, but like. Yeah, I was really expecting her to say. I was waiting to see what everyone's reaction to this news is going to be. They didn't get a reaction because there was no news out of Rosita. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe next next week she'll be she'll be up and at him. Sadiq will minister her back to health. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. They sent their only doctor on a away mission, so uh, I guess not the only doctor. Enid's Enid's shaping up into a fine young doctor. Yeah, she's had four years of flash forwarding medical. That's medical school right there. Yeah, 
Boom. Got plenty uh, of corpses you can dis- d- disassemble. <laughs> I guess they're... Dissect. It's not called dissembling, disassembling <laughs> when it's a corpse. It's dissecting yeah. it, yeah. Disassembling the human body. <laughs> Johnny uh, Five would be outraged. <laughs> okay, let's get into the recap. We start off with a very tired of Bloody Rosita, as we mentioned, running through the woods from Unseen Walkers, uh, who, are, who are whispering all around her until she finally collapses and... That's the scene. Then we go to the intro. Um, I, I I get again. I don't know anything about this storyline. Like I, I quit reading at exactly this point. Yeah. Same um, way. but is I think it's interesting that they're essentially. It's almost like they're hunting her. Like with a very primitive. Have you heard of like a, like exhaustion mm-hmm. hunting? You know, like I guess this is how primitive humans did most of their killing. Is they would pick out, they would isolate an animal from the herd. And then walk it into and use our superior uh, endurance and perspiration, uh, cooling ability to just essentially walk an animal to death on a savanna. Mm -hmm. Like you walk, you you stalk a zebra for a couple hours and, you know, you get within 100 feet and it runs off spooked. You just keep walking, keep walking. And eventually it's heart and lungs and it overheats and it collapses and you come up there and you kill it. Uh, I don't understand why you would do that to a human and how it works so rapidly. You know, I feel like Rosita, like with that big ass jug of water, she could have like, you know, with the uh, uh, the average zombie shamble could keep Mm -hmm. that up for at least a day, if not two before collapsing. Um, Certainly long enough to get back to civilization. Yeah. And 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 why why would you why would you use that hunting technique against a human? Like are are these whispers zombies some sort of cannibal? I don't know. Yeah, so I know the, what the whispers are, uh, and so I can't say much of anything here because we're not in the spoiler section. And yes, uh, I know we're two seasons behind the show. Yeah, but see, I'm comfortable for- with talking about like the uh, the the their because I don't know anything about their actual nature, but like I'm pretty comfortable saying that they're not. They're this is not some intelligent zombie. Okay, right? Like I, I would not surmise that from. Uh, like, like this is not some new breed of zombie that's just, you know, retained their brains or something mm-hmm. or some kind of zo- uh, evolution in zombie culture. So I'm assuming that that that's that's my base assumption about it. OK, uh, let's move on to Daryl uh, taking Carol and Henry to his trapper camp on the river. And Carol's concerned about him. Uh, he, I, I call it a trapper camp because he's got a lot of skins. Just like, he's tanning a lot of skins. But but I don't know where those skins are going because he's got a poncho. What does a man with yep. a poncho need with skins? Yep. There's uh, there's, there's his boat is not covered in animal hides. His crossbow, maybe? Is he like making a pistol know. grip for the crossbow? I, he, he's that, wearing boots. He's not wearing like I thought he might be wearing moccasins or something. Here's another thing. Nope. He has a stack of giant books by his now. Kindling. But, I'm wondering because they were by the fireplace and I'm like, is <laughs> okay. is Daryl just reading these massive encyclopedias no. or books on the law? Because they're, they're not like novels or anything. They're like giant reference books. They're like two inches thick. Is he using that to start fires with or what? But like my notes say <laughs> uh, Daryl's camp traps everywhere. He's been reading big books and tanning hides and he's got a dog and a boat that he hasn't fixed. But that boat is on like a small stream. Like, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm just like. I, I was wanting to know because I figured like Daryl's a very smart man and he would have a very cool place set up in, in his his neck of the woods. And like, I'm like, is this some kind of rapid like zombie escape? Like if the zombies catch him, he can just go to the other side of the creek and get away. But if that's the case, why is it broke? Does it matter if it's broke? It's like it's like 30 feet to the other side, man. It's like what what's what's broke about a couple logs lashed together. <laughs> right. Step on it. Push off the shore. 15 seconds later, you're on the other side. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting stuff. Good questions. Uh, he also has a dog, which uh, they don't do anything with here, but I'm well, assuming that will come into play later. The You know, we, we've talked about this a long for, for uh, over the years. People lose their shit when a dog's it's yeah. like dogs and babies, man. So like they're, they don't and have tigers. Judith. They don't have Judith to shove in a cooler anymore. Uh, yeah. So you got a dog. You get a doggo in the middle of a ring of zombies. And like, man, the fucking audience's adrenaline's jacked. So. Yeah, I guess I guess we don't know. Are, are there any babies left? Like, 
I forgot Herschel's actually going to be like seven years yeah, old. Yeah, he's going to be like f- four or five at the least. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming there's still ba- people are making babies. It's yeah, just we just haven't seen the, any. Uh, and it's none, none of the, the A-cast. Babies yeah, yeah. At this point. yeah. Oh, uh, Michonne has like that toddler, Rick Jr. I guess that's a baby. That's a pretty big baby. It is. Like I said, I think he's four or five now. So yeah, it's it's maybe a baby of relative terms. But yeah, there's, there's, pro- there's got to be babies. Maybe Daryl's making fur-lined bassinets, shipping them back to Alexandria. They <laughs> For all the babies. Throw them in the river like like Moses' basket, and it floats down to Alexandria. Oh, look, uh, anonymous yeah. benefactors spun us a baby gift. So there you go. I buy it. All right, we're on the road to the hilltop. Uh, Sadiq ribs Michonne for not just keeping the new survivors in Alexandria when she clearly likes them. The new group argues about their current situation. Uh, some are happy. Others are looking for their options here. Uh, one of them recounts a bad shirt. Yeah. That, <laughs> that one of them, that's in my notes. That can't be right. I don't remember no. this scene well enough, but that can't he, be he right. Wore a bad a shirt. Horrible, he wore a horrible shirt that, if I recall, was like staring into creation itself if it oh. was Paisley. Okay. And they do this just so that when he shows back up later. Yeah. This we is a first for The Walking it. Dead. We have seen many times them spin an elaborate backstory and character detail, rich character detail for a character who's going to be killed in this episode in a vain uh-huh. attempt for us to feel something. This is entirely uncharted territory. They're doing uh, a bizarre, colorful backstory for a man who's already dead and we never will know or meet just yeah. so we can vicariously feel the horror of this Magda woman that we've just barely met and got to know. We have no idea what her backstory is other than when she went I to ch- mean, jail and uh, at some point and she she likes knives. It's it's at least an attempt at yeah. at you know getting us to empathize with these characters and and understand their plight. Walking Dead pioneering rapid r- r- rapid deployment storytelling. Like it's it's like one oh, of those yeah. pop-up tents. They just throw it on the ground. Poof, Here's a here's a fucking cardboard oh, yeah. stand stand out uh, character for you to to empathize with. Fly overhead and airdrop in some plot support. <laughs> yeah, Story you gotta support. be precise on those callouts, or you know, might land on a main character and he'll get blown off a bridge. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. That's how you lose an Andrew Lincoln. Uh, yeah. So they recount the story about his bad shirt. Um, and they ask about the hilltop. Michonne isn't super interested in giving them details about anything. Uh, then we get to my biggest problem with this entire episode. Uh oh. It's uh, a scene where Tara is taking care of business in the apocalypse. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She delivers a list of people who need uh, a piece of Jesus so that he can make some decisions on it. He's impatient with the process and he leaves to do the least objectionable thing on the list. Uh, that's all fine. My problem here is the opening of this scene. It's got a cool drone shot that I really mm-hmm. liked, the overhead, mm-hmm. uh, seeing like all the crops that they're growing at the hilltop and how yeah. that's been kind of building out. It's the music. <laughs> the music is like, it's this second tier Christian rock band. Like it's, they couldn't even get Is it really? No, it's not, but okay, okay. it sounds like it. Uh, if if this is apocalypse music, I want to get eaten. Well, I, I don't want to be there. Also, like, yeah, this is what Jesus, this is ex, is it exogenic? I forget the name for something that's actually coming from a source in the universe. Like, you find out that this is actually Jesus blaring Georgie Rock from his gramophone, which I thought was cool. You know, something you wind up and doesn't need any electricity to run. Um, you know, yeah, it's, but it's, it's uh, problematic in a... It society sucks. that is plagued by late night kazoo sessions. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. feel like, uh, please go back and listen to this. I, I looked up the time code. It's five minutes, 45 seconds, right around there when this scene mm-hmm. and this music kicks in. It's awful. It's god awful. Yeah, it's bad. Th- they needed to lay a kazoo track over this. Like that, <laughs> that would have properly conveyed how bad this music is, but also somehow made it better in its badness. You know, it's funny. My son cleaned up his room last weekend and somehow in all this mess, he found like a fucking Chuck E. Cheese kazoo and he's been playing it like I hear it coming from his room all the fucking time. We could make that happen. We could be the change you want to see in the world. We could lay a sick kazoo track, (laughs) solo track under this stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed the opening shot because they had like I fucking love 
like steampunk hillbilly tech, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I've always wanted to see more of from The Walking Dead. And this guy pedaling what I think is a bicycle powered washing machine was just chef's kiss. Bicy- oh, yeah, there's I this dude. That. There's this dude pedaling. Pedaling furiously, and it's attached to this kind of like fifty-gallon style uh, wash wash tub, something like Walter White would dissolve a kid in uh-huh. with acid. Uh, and he's pedaling his belt-driven thing, and I think it is. I think he's they're doing laundry. It's like wow. instead of putting a quarter in the machine, you give uh, you, you give uh, old uh, old Bobby old Bobby uh, the uh, uh, a glass of shine and just tell him the pot, just tell him the pedal, put on the kazoo. Yeah. And, that works. Uh, I mean, that's that's effective. Yeah, I, I like it. I like I, it. I, I wonder what the like caloric uh, value of the energy that he's expending washing these clothes is. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's like more efficient to use the old like washboard and tub, or is it's more efficient to like use your leg muscles to pedal an agitator? I don't know. Well, you got to get the walkers involved, right? We talked mm. about the mill last week, where yeah, you, know, you could just attach them to the washing machine. Uh, it does seem like there's a hell of a lot more manual labor happening at the kingdom than in Alexander. Alexander has a mass of solar panels. Alexander has a windmill. Alexander they probably has have a water com- mill. Competent blacksmith too is the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilltop does not have one of those. Yeah, it's like, ah, you want me to build a windmill? I mean, seeing a windmill, like, I, I don't understand the principles in which they operate. I actually, Eugene I think just gets shit done harder than it than it seems. Yeah, you got yeah. to get some angles, some good angles oh, yeah. on the blades. Yeah, plus I'm thinking like how do you I've always wondered like how like especially those massive Dutch jobs that were built like hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. How how do you affix those final arms? Like what if a wind a stiff wind breaks it picks up while you're in the middle of the construction? Like it's oh, not okay. like you can like crane them up and just bzz, 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 like you can now. Like you there's gotta be a lot of thought put into that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's probably yeah. the, the, people are smart. They built pyramids like 10,000 years ago. They're, they're, they can figure this shit out. Uh, then we go back to Daryl taking Carol on a tour of his booby-trapped killing fields. He's been out here longer than Carol expected. And Henry's going to apprentice with the know-nothing blacksmith. Mm-hmm. She asked Daryl to come back to babysit Henry and give him some survival guidance. And Daryl refuses, telling her that Henry's going to have to learn the hard way just like they all had to. Gotta get them stars out of your eyes, kid. Yeah. Crossbow's uh, a snake. Difficulty of that's got to be pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. It makes me wonder why you just don't walk over there with your machete and just, like, you know, chop its head off, because that's what's happening anyway. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a case of do you want to dull your machete or do you want to ruin a, a crossbow mm. bolt? Yeah, yeah. Plus the challenge. Uh, hitting, hitting something the size of a middle finger from 30 feet away. It's moving. It's got to appeal to Daryl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the road group arrives at the new survivor's old camp, I think, uh, out in the mm-hmm. middle of a field, which has been totally destroyed by walkers. Uh, they take out their frustration on the walkers who are remaining. Uh, Sadiq picks up two recorders. So you got a kid with a kazoo and two recorders floating mm-hmm. around this community now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as declaring that, uh, or, or sorry, and the survivors try to pick up their weapons. Michonne refuses to let the weapons go and also declares that she's not going to hilltop with them. Uh, that sets off prison tats. Nobody trusts anyone, and reluctantly, they all agree to continue weaponless to the hilltop and then head off to find shelter. Yeah, okay. man. I thought this was a shitty encampment. Like, I don't buy it that these people camped out in the middle of this open field on Alexandrian Hilltop's doorstop, essentially. This is less than a day's ride away mm-hmm. and just live there. Like, what was their, like, did they did they just retreat to the cargo crate when zombies came around or like I, I guess that would kind of sort of work but then you're trapped you can't ever get outside it's not like you can fight from inside that position yeah. um, it offers concealment but not cover for bullets um, it just seemed like it seemed like a weird it, it didn't feel like it was that lived in by people for that long right well they talk about all the communities they've been to so yeah you know, it's possible that maybe this is a pretty new setup for them, but it makes me wonder how they even got the cargo container out there. Cause it's not yeah. like, Oh, there are several cargo containers here. And it's obviously like a uh-huh. warehouse, like a storage yard or something. No, it's just a single cargo container in the middle of a field. 
And they said it's their rig, which I am. Uh, I thought implied that there would be like a like maybe they drove a semi there, but it's in the middle of a fucking field in a in in a ring of forests, like, and there was no, no rig. Yeah, no. Yeah, no so like what? What their rig? What where? Where's their rig? I don't see their rig. This story doesn't check out. No. So I I don't know it, but it's also like I don't know what these people think they're going to do. Uh, they don't have their guns. It's three, what's it, three on five, and one of them is concussed, and the other people do have guns and weapons and all other, you know, knives and other stuff. Like, what what do they think they're going to do? Like, demand their knives back? Or... No, they clearly can't. Yeah, like, it's it's just, it's, I don't know, it's weird. I, but I also, we saw Rick and his company make some pretty fucking toothless threats, um, over, you mm-hmm. know, when they're, they're in situations like this. Um, so, I don't know, maybe they, they thought they could do something, but... uh it's just this this Magna girl just seems like she's driving me fucking crazy and the rest of the group too. Yeah. Um I, I have problems with the new survivors too, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, or, or you know, the way that the story's portraying them, the, the mm-hmm. writers are. Mm-hmm. Uh so then we go to Aaron ambushing Jesus in the field and Jesus kicking his ass. And turns out it's all part of Aaron's combat training. He's not supposed to be training like this. He's he's breaking protocol to do it. Uh, afterward, they talk about how Michonne has become a bit of a tyrant since Rick's disappearance, and they see a flare go up, and they find Rosita, who says, I left Eugene in a barn, uh, and the walkers close in, so they decide to leave Eugene, taking Rosita back to the hilltop. Um, I, what do you think about Aaron essentially being like Kato from Pink Panther? <laughs> That's hilarious. In my notes, uh, Pink Panther's Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and also, like, so did, the protocol, is that about them fighting? Because I thought the protocols are something like the Hilltop and Alexandrians connote, cannot meet or... Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. He's yeah, not like, supposed to be training like, with like, Jesus. Like when the Hilltop riders show up, they seem very hostile to the Alexandrians. Like, you oh, know... The Hilltop riders. Right, like they're very stiffly formal, kind of like the Starks and the the Lannisters during the the the, the good old Bobby Bobby B days. Like they hate each other, but they have to be cordial because that's what the lords and ladies demand of them. But mm-hmm. there's not a lot of bad blood there, and I still am like, what? The, how the hell did it go so bad between Alexandria and the Hilltop of all places? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, After the death of Rick, that knitted them all together. But I don't know. I, I do like I do like Aaron and, and Jesus. I like uh, Aaron being a badass with his cyborg arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that they when we stopped watching, they established that I know that Aaron was gay. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they established he was Jesus married was to another man. Yeah. Uh, but I think Jesus revealed that he was at least bisexual, if not if not gay as well. So like I, mm-hmm. you know, and that doesn't mean that that they have to pair off just like, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche that if a man and a woman are thrown into a situation, in a movie, it's like, Oh, they have to be romantically entangled. But on the other hand, I do, I do, I do like shipping and I do like matchy matchy. And I think they're a good looking couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a fine line between rolling on the ground fighting and the other thing you roll on the ground on. I, I mean, I've seen the internet video. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, is there is there love in the air here, Jim? Is there is there it more than be. Aaron flying through the air? Is there is there love too? Yeah, yeah. The half the kind of half cyborg, half human love I can get behind. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. And you know, Cato and Clouseau, one of the famous mm-hmm. uh, gay couples of all time. So they're, they're playing homage. Uh, um, they're playing homage. They're playing homage to that. <laughs> uh, all right. Daryl cooks a snake for Carol and Henry. Uh, Henry's unimpressed and argues with Carol about not needing a chaperone. Later that night, Carol gives Daryl a half-assed haircut as they talk about what Rick's disappearance means to him and why he's still looking. Did, then did she they, just... Uh, did, did, I want to talk about... Did, did she just give him bangs? Because she's I, I think like, she gave him a bang. Like yeah. One half of bangs. This is... the the I don't know what kind of haircut she This is like a was, Katy Perry circa... Uh-huh. uh-huh. 2008 haircut i i don't even know if she was a thing then but yeah just just like cut a single lock off your forehead there done perfect Uh perfection yeah sorry it's it's like if you put miley cyrus in a cyberpunk game okay that's the haircut she would have all right all right sure asymmetrical bangs yeah yeah probably some some multicolors involved Uh but yeah 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 for sure uh 
And then as they eat, Henry tries to get Daryl to open up about his scar, and it just drives him further away. Uh, it, which scar is he talking about? Did, is, did, he hasn't noticed the actual X That's scar what yet. I thought. That's a, like when he's like, how'd you get that scar? I'm like, what the fuck scar is he talking about? Later on, we see it, and I'm not sure if this is... You know, because also there is a little there's a pretty rough day night transition here. I feel like these scenes are out of order. Like I they thought so this too. And the scene where he notices the scar. I thought so. I thought that they might have been very loose about when was daytime and when was morning and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. they re-edited it into the editing bay and it just didn't quite work because I have no fucking clue what scar he saw on the exposed flesh of Daryl that we saw. Cause I was looking at his hand. I was like, like, did, did Daryl have a scar on his cheek or something that I don't remember? No, Maybe. as far as I can tell. Yeah. I don't know. His face is so dirty. It's hard to tell. But there's so many things like, has Carol talked about this event that was the served as the fracture between Alex. So does he kind of know when he's just kind of starting, but that's, that's a very personal conversation to start in on with, but there's so mm. many other things like the fact that, you know, Michonne doesn't know about Maggie. The fact that Michonne is putting her foot down about participating in the the Kingdom's Fair, which seems bizarre to forbid your citizens from attending. Like, there's a lot of things we don't know about these relationships. And I don't know, the Scar Scar's a, a, another weird one. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to Sadiq sleeping as Michonne stands guard over the camp. She hears something in the darkness and finds the Piano Man. Yes, I'm giving him a new nickname. I... I don't know what to call this guy. Stradivarius uh, rummaging around for noisemakers. Uh, when he turns around, she chops his Stradivarius in half and he screams and everyone comes running. I actually got excited because I thought she killed the dude. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, well, now this is a fucking complication. Uh, this <laughs> sure. is this is going to be some interesting shit because like is Michonne justified when he, you know, like it's dark I don't want to sound too like, you know, police police department, but it's dark. She told him to put down what he's holding. He had understandable reasons for not wanting to do that. But instead of like being a normal person, he jerkily spins around with this, you know, dark object in his hands. And I thought she might have killed him. And like that was going to cause a real fucking ruckus. But mm-hmm. instead, she just, you know wrecks millions of dollars worth of, of of audio gear i guess yeah that's stradivarius is one of those collectibles in the apocalypse that you really have to hold on to for a long time yeah to see its you value got, return yeah but if you do holy shit right right holy if you can shit, preserve uh, a stradivarius through the apocalypse yeah you are, you're a billionaire your your family's not gonna have to work if as soon as as soon as the economy be, resumes functioning <laughs> right. give it a hundred two hundred years your descendants are going to be wealthy beyond beyond their wildest dreams oh yeah uh i don't know what else to say about this we'll get to the the sort of ramifications the aftermath of these Mm -hmm. actions here in a bit it just you know what it leads it leads to a dale watch speech is what it does It, it gives this guy like you know who's been coded as like an intellectual uh a chance to like espouse and opine and talk about all the things he read in the book from sapiens uh, that's that's the fallout. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I, I think a writer has read *Sapiens*. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee fucking tea they have, although they drew some interesting conclusions from it. Yeah. Uh, so Henry goes looking for Daryl, and he finds Walker instead. Uh, he also finds Daryl, but Daryl tells him to go back to camp. Uh, he doesn't. Instead, he follows Daryl to a bunch of walkers tangled up uh, in Daryl's traps. Daryl tells him to stay back, but Henry jumps in to help when Daryl is almost eaten and gets a vicious foot wound for his trouble. Mm. Steps in that like the world's smallest punji trap. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't get behind the the threat to Daryl here. I wasn't buying it. Like you've got you got a man who's very capable. You're hey, you're not gonna bite through Daryl's boots. It's not gonna happen. Right. Uh, right. Like even if they were weak boots, they're so shit crust encrusted at this point. And they got like, three layers of rabbit fur on the inside of them now too. So <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, those, those spongy walker teeth are not getting through that. Uh, no, 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 no. Th- the other thing is I love when it takes him a good 30 seconds to remember, oh, I have a second knife. When his go-to move is the double knife kill. Yeah, and when he gets to his dog to rescue it, he sits there and tries to untie this complicated knot instead of just taking the knot, multiple <laughs> knives on him and cutting the dog free. Yeah. 
Like, like I feel like he's trying to teach Henry a lesson here. Like he's hamming it up. I don't like, know. Oh, like Henry, look at this. I can't quite reach my knife, Henry. Yeah. Oh no, Henry, stay back. No, stay there. Watch me. Look at me, right. Henry. And and Kay, he worked it out with Carol in advance, and Carol's doing uh, Overwatch to make sure they don't both get killed. But no, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Daryl can make anything in the zombie apocalypse except for twine. Like yeah. rope, he just fucking hates braiding shit, man. Like, you know, if he can't if he can't pull it out of an animal, he doesn't want to make it. So rope is precious. He's not gonna cut he will stop to untie a dog for thirty seconds instead of cutting it free. It is it is it is weird. And also, yeah, Carol's just watching. Like she's seeing them yeah. bond, I guess. Yeah, uh I don't know. This scene, you know, it's it's fine. It's good, even maybe. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy some of the special effects and Walker stuff they do in this show from time yeah. to time. And this is one of those scenes, like when that Walker tears off its own foot mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. the trap to get at Daryl. I, j- I love that stuff. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the taboo when it comes to horror. And oh yeah, you know, ripping off feet is pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that the dog's always got a hand or a foot, he's bringing back to camp for yeah, I guess yeah. Daryl's share. I, some of that stuff is pretty pretty good. Uh huh. Um, the other thing about the scene is at the end, you know, they're they're investigating Henry's wound or whatever. Um, he's try- Daryl's trying to see if he's okay, and he says, "No, it's just a scratch, or just a scrape, or something." Lesson number one, kid: if you're going to learn anything, you never say that in a zombie movie because. Mm. You're dead. You're dead. He's got dead man's foot. He's he's a goner in two episodes. Tops. You're you're either dead or Daryl's gonna gonna throw a piece of twine around your your knee and take your leg off right below. You know. Uh, yeah, he's with, gonna with lose giant the foot machete. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but he might he he might lose it all. Like right. like Jim from the first first mm-hmm. season. Yeah, first yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, you know, he thought it was just a scratch too. Look where mm-hmm. he is. Is it is is a circular shaped uh, scratch in the form of teeth? But sure, yeah, Jim, <laughs> it's just a scratch. Yeah, it looked like a scratch to me. <laughs> All right, uh, Jesus asks how Rosita is, and Tara says, "I oh, shall be fine." Tara brings up the fact that she that he he Jesus has been avoiding the hilltop, uh, which is not great considering he's been chosen the leader of the community. She then gives him a speech about how everyone here needs him. Uh, but really, really, I think we all know it's about her desire to dress as an elf at the Hilltop's upcoming Ren Fair. Oh, yeah. She's all uh, about that. And then she informs him that she's going out till in the morning to look for Eugene. A Ren Fair? A Ren yeah. Fair? Can, is, is Walking Dead going to try and pull off a non-laughffable Ren Fair? I actually think, I actually hope they don't. I hope it's just a total Ren Fair with the flute music and uh, oh, Jerry and his finest quilted armor. And they got the recorder. Yeah, they're going to have all, they're going to show up for all this stuff. And it's going to oh, be, no. it's it's going to be fucking amazing. It's going to be fucking, they're going to do some jousting with these fucking spears and the bike, the BMX armor. Uh, I think it's definitely going to be just like that. Uh, Carol's going to be dressed up like fucking... Uh, the, who's the Robin Hood lady? It's not Lady Elaine. That's from Mister Rogers. Marion, Maid Marion. She's gonna be Marian. dressed up like Maid Marion. I, I think Jesus, though, in this this uh, leader, I, and also I think it's funny that there he's just called the hilltop leader. It's not the president. It's not the governor. It's not the chief. It's just the leader. That's as fucking generic as you can get. Um, I think Jesus wants the same deal that Ezekiel's got. Like, I'm just a figurehead. I go out there, I inspire people with my kung fu and my awesome hair and my cool beard and the fact that my name is Jesus and I look like Jesus mm-hmm. and I tell people to follow the golden rule and Tara does all the work. Like he's yeah. the, the Ezekiel, I don't think Ezekiel does shit except for make make stunning pronouncements to people and and inspire them to good. And I, I think that uh, I think that Jesus is jealous of Ezekiel. Okay, he, that makes he a lot wants, of sense. He wants a Zeke deal and he's not getting it. Uh huh. He's getting the administrator deal, and he doesn't want it. And I wouldn't either. That's just, just shit seems tedious. Yeah, and they're they're dropping a lot of crumbs here about the the dispute between the hilltop and Alexandria. Just you know, with uh, I don't know, Jesus like avoiding being here, um, and trying to keep the lines of communication open, implying that if it wasn't for his out of protocol efforts, there would be no lines of communication. 
Yeah. And yeah. like I said, you know, it's certainly not above The Walking Dead to to backtrack on a lot of plot and say, no, we're actually going to readdress the same thing we addressed last season. Yep. Uh, just from, you know, five other characters' perspectives. Sure. Yeah, I need to see the blacksmith's perspective on all this. Right. What is what does he feel about the rift between Negan and Maggie and Michonne? I What is this no. what does substantial bow girl think about uh a competent, highly proficient, impressive bow girl that mm-hmm. has showed up out of nowhere? Like I, I need to I need to see this character drama. Like she's yeah. gotta be shook. She gotta be shook. What's Daryl going to think when he comes back and suddenly the bow women are better than he is? Yeah. You got a fucking crossbow. Like I can I can sh- I can shoot these things like fucking Legolas. You're taking t- 30 seconds to reload, old man. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here with your with your one shaved lock. <laughs> yeah. Go go go, I, go, I don't know. go make a ponytail or something. I can't. My bangs are gone. <laughs> it's just like all ponytail and then one flop. Yeah. Down yeah, just, just tickling his forehead. It's got to be miserable. <laughs> Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's move on. I, I well, I gotta say, I am so looking forward to seeing this Ren Fair in action. Do you think we're gonna get to see it this half season, or are we gonna have to wait another ten episodes? Man, it seems ridiculous to to keep the fair from, but like, yeah, like the, this this whole thing with the whispering zombies and the mysterious X feels like something that like it would. Be, if you're going to do the Renaissance Fair, you're either going to do it at the mid-season finale climax mm-hmm. or the f- real f- season finale. So yeah. I feel like we might get a lot of late season morgalizing between the various hilltop, Alexandria, uh, kingdom rift between the fucking new guys and girls. Like I, I think there's there's going to be a lot of pacing in place but i could be pleasantly surprised because they haven't done anything with this whispering zombie stuff there's also the yeah. idea that um you know maggie's off of georgie doing something cool uh mm. you know because she's filming another tv series now uh i i'm 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 kind of like all in for it and i can see that there's a lot more plot at hand than there is going into most mid-season things but still sure. still nine episodes where is this Renfest going to drop it's because it's gonna it's, it's gonna. gonna yeah all right, then we go back over to Henry noticing Daryl's scars, which we think was supposed to happen a scene ago. Uh, and Henry's able to convince Daryl that he should come back to the kingdom because Carol misses him. Essentially, that's all there is to it. Yeah, he also says that Daryl mentioned something also interesting, that there seems to be more and more walkers of late. How is that possible? Uh, dude, that's what I've been saying. Like, where the fuck are all these things coming from? It's got to be related to the Whispering Zombies. Like yeah. they're 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 leading them or using them or something because yeah we're late in the apocalypse. Um, I I don't know the, how the zombie science work. Don't zombies eventually just kind of rot into complete ineffectuality? Especially in uh, damp environments like yeah, Georgia like a swamp or well, this is the hell they are yeah, now. this is this is Washington, which is famously a fucking swamp. Um, oh yeah, I would imagine yeah during those those hot summers you'd really you'd you'd really degrade. But I don't know. I guess you're also like. You know, is this some kind of World War Z situation where you got like uh, hordes of Canadian zombies migrating from the the north after winter? Do you have a whole bunch of dry, dusty uh, uh, Central American zombies shambling up from the south when when, you know, migrating there? Like, I I don't know. But it does seem like what we're we're five to seven years along. Like some of that stuff should they, they should just not be able to move. Their heads are so soft now you can penetrate them with a wrist rocket. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like taking steps should should be smashing some of these bones every once in a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can just pull your foot off by like tugging on it against a loop. Like these things are jello. Yeah, jello je- je- jelly heads. That's yeah. what that's the new name for the walkers. Yeah, and that's sickos or jelly heads. <laughs> sickos. <laughs> sickos, yeah. Why has everybody gotta reinvent the fucking wheel? Every group. Every group. <sighs> because the the writers of this show enjoy coming up with new names. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see some regional differences like pop, cola, soda, mm-hmm. you know, but like seriously, but you every would think fucking it'd be part group. of the national news cycle. Right. And that <laughs> there would be a standardized way of talking about you know, yeah. the dumb fucks, the Zed heads. The... Isn't that job one for Georgie? Like, hey, we got to get on the same page about what we're calling these deals. Like yeah. walkers, deaders, rotters, stinkers, sickos. What, what, what are we doing here? Biters. Yeah. Biters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to get we got to get some. We got to get on the same page about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, take first steps towards society. Come together on that at least. 
Uh, all right, Piano Man frets over his destroyed Stradivarius uh, and goes on a tear about how Homo sapiens and Neanderthals bonded over 40, 000, a 40,000-year-old flute and how music unites the world. Michonne is moved but decides to go ahead with the plan as she sees them off in the morning. Uh, Sadiq spills the beans about Maggie leaving Hilltop before being interrupted by a herd of walkers. Uh, Michonne is forced to give the new group back their weapons and... This group who got overrun and lost Bernie or whoever the hell that guy is, is now suddenly super competent, crack shots with their slingshots until their old friend shows up as a walker and Maggie puts him down and they escape. Yeah, this this is the problem. This is the believability problem I have with this new group. Uh-huh. Not being able to withstand an attack inside their cargo container, uh-huh. inside their rig, and yet when they're given weapons, they're shown to be extraordinary badasses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, can we... I have a hard time, you know, uh, just bringing those two concepts together in my mind. They could be badasses, but also overrun by a measly amount of walkers that we saw in the, in the scene where we first noticed them or first were introduced with like eight walkers around. It wasn't that big a herd. Yeah, I think you, you're right. And uh, they could have done a better job establishing these characters. Like if we saw like, you know, you can tell a story of badasses are just being overrun by sheer quantities. Like, you know, a uh, highly competent bow girl could have been on her last arrow. Uh, mm-hmm. The the very highly competent wrist rocketeer could have been on her last rock. Um, they could have had uh, obviously they had someone that's wounded with them. So that was slowing them down. Like they could have done a better job of showing that these guys are actually competent. They're just at the end of the rope. You know, Um, and we've seen our group, you know, time and time again in those situations where someone has to save them at the last minute. It's so weird to have them being in very poorly, almost red machete style, like Walker melee. And then then, yeah, it's just sudden, sudden uh, upgrade and competency. Mm -hmm. Um, The other way you could have done is you could have told the story of like, I I don't know how Bernie shambling out uh, galvanized them into action like you know they're they're kind of like hobbits they're, they're all kind of helpless but then they see one of their comrades die and then they get out their daggers and their frying pans and start going to work but you're right not not totally buying how fucking amazingly competent they are it, but that it does make sense anyone that survived mm-hmm. this long at this point you know we're, we're all fresh out of the season four or season five alexandrians that were just drinking fucking you know candy wine behind a cold rolled steel and don't know how to fight zombies. Like they all should be this competent baseline. And Um, and I think like the writers realized that somewhere along the way they're like, Oh, well, I don't even know if they realized that that should have been the case from the beginning. And, Mm -hmm. Oh, we maybe should have made that scene better. Um, it, it feels like a weird backing into like, or a lack of consistency in the storytelling. Like they want this group to both be so endangered that they have to put themselves at the mercy of Alexandria, but also they want another group of badasses. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they, they do not do the work early on in the season. It, that is required, or I guess last episode is when we met them. The last episode, Mm -hmm. they didn't do the work to show us that both things could be true. Yeah, I agree. Um, they did exactly what they needed to do for the the story beat they were going for in the moment without any regard toward what they wanted to do in the future. And I feel like that's one of The Walking Dead's biggest failures is just yeah. failing to to lead into the stuff that they want to do later on. Yeah. And on the other hand, this season, this half season has been way better than previous oh, half yeah. seasons in the last few few uh, years that I've, I've watched The Walking Dead. So it's like, I don't want to harp on it too much. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they I almost wonder if they knew that they were going to do this time leap. Like if this was something where like they had a cast mutiny where Andrew Lincoln's like, fuck this. I, I don't I don't want to be here at the half season. Lauren Cohen's like, oh, we can just do that. Well, I've got another <laughs> offer. Uh, put me on that gravy train, too, because uh, it felt like they were wanting to build around like Maggie and Daryl and like Jesus yeah. and Carol, like some of these like previously beat here. Um, have them take take the step forward and then something might have happened and they were scrambling to kind of like figure out how to, to deal with that. Because, um, yeah, it doesn't just didn't didn't feel like that was the plan. It felt very hasty. And I don't blame him too much for that. You know, like losing a, a starring actor 
mm-hmm. is a tough thing for any show to deal with. Um, right. And, you know, I, I, but a show also that is 10 years in at this point ought to know, or 11 years in at this point, ought to mm-hmm. have contingency plans for that, sure. right? Like, oh, we've got uh, a clause in your contract. If, if you're re-upping for the 11th year, mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. a cl- clause in your contract that says, if you are wanting out of this, you have to come back and film your, like, yeah. X amount of episodes or death scenes or whatever, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't just have you leave and and decide that, you know, in an off season and we're just fucked. Yeah. Maybe the clause is five episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got the damn five episodes and that was it. Absolutely. Uh, the, 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 I don't know if you noticed this, but when they are fighting these walkers um, in I don't know, this little area with all the, the warehouses and cars right. and stuff. Uh the walkers in the background that are just like completely docile. Like they're really? they're being attacked from every side. Walkers mm-hmm. are coming in as ferociously as you can imagine mm-hmm. until Bernie shows up. And then Bernie does like his 15 minutes of fame here and the for a good escape. minute and a half or something. Yeah. And the <laughs> other the other walkers are just shambling around in the background doing nothing. They're whispering, give him his space. They need this moment. <laughs> He's obviously looking at his shirt. He's obviously important. <laughs> I also like how tenderly Michonne killed him. Because when she goes up behind her, that big samurai sword, I'm like, oh my God, like Magnus going to see this blade come out of his mouth and she's going to yep. lose her fucking shit. But like Michonne killed this guy like a lo- like an ex lover. Like just, yeah. just like the most tender, just, just with the tip. Just, just mm-hmm. did the old just the tip trick with him. And, 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 and good night, sweet zombie prince. Uh, it was actually kind of cool uh, of her mm-hmm. because I think she could have really tra- traumatized prison tad if she wanted to. Absolutely. And I also love like these fucking wrist rockets, man. I got like I bought a couple of these back for a camping trip like ten, six years ago with my son and his friend. They're so much fun. And like I also think they're probably re- like really super efficient ki- zombie killers, especially of the like, you know, pumpkin ripe sun ripened melon head zombies that we've gotten these these recent years yeah yeah you could put a hole through it like a aluminum can with them why why not put a hole through a zombie head so i, I thought nice. that was pretty cool and again this is the first like i think really competent bow person we've seen on the yeah. walking dead she's like fucking legolasing it up out there i That's forget her name is you 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 curry or something like that yo 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 yokita I, um, I don't know any of the new group's actual real name. Magna. Ma- Magma's the only one I know for sure. Magma? Yeah, Magna. Magna. The prison tat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was a bit of a hothead. I wouldn't surpri- be surprised She's if they called her liquid Magma. hothead Magma, yeah. Uh, all right, Carol wakes up to find Daryl packing for their journey back to the kingdom. She's pleased. She's 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 very wry because yeah. Daryl and Henry thought they got away with something and you don't pull something on the, the apex mom. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. don't you don't pull shit you don't put a shit over on her. She's gonna shut all that stuff nope. down. But but yeah, her kind of knowing smile at uh, Daryl trying to play dumb about what happened last night. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. No, it's great. I love Carol. Uh and, and I specifically love Carol and Daryl. She's like I with this long hair, she's halfway to being like a Stephen King character. Like she seems like someone who like has ancient arcane powers. Or she's uh-huh. there to show up to cleanse your house of exorcists. She's got like it's it's she's cleanse looking your house of exorcists. I love it. <laughs> Get those exorcists out of here. We don't need them. Not exorcists. What is it? Poltergeists. <laughs> yeah, she cleans your house of Catholic priests. So then she can <laughs> th- th- make room so she can get rid of the poltergeist. Catholic priests don't got shit on poltergeists. They're more of a demon guys. But no, I, I feel like she's she's both mythical and mystical, and and I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging yeah. it. Over under uh, mid season dreadlocks on carol might need another season on those okay might need another season all right i'm waiting i'm waiting for him uh so then michonne and the the group continue on to hilltop as michonne sympathizes with with the newcomers over the loss of their friends still Mm. she sticks to her plan and leaves them to head back after asking sadiq a few more questions about maggie uh However, a couple of very serious dudes ride up with a message from Hilltop. They have Rosita. She's been injured. And Michonne decides, I'm going to accompany the new group to Hilltop to deal with that situation. 
Well, this is and, also the scene where Michonne finds out that Maggie's gone. She she actually is off with Georgie. Apparently, the the lady with the two oh, secret do they service explicitly say that they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's off that. Georgie, some faraway place, another compound, trying to work to make the world a better place, which I find fascinating. Like, I really wish we knew more about this kind of like new emerging central government. Maybe the, yeah. the key to the future people, like that. That uh, that seems like a solid set that I'd, I'd like to know more about. Um, I'm hoping we get there. Is that yeah. so? Is that why Jesus is listening to these Georgie records? Is he like yes. reminiscing about the times when there, Maggie was there to help him out? Yeah, and also, like, he's, like, man, it feels like Maggie's been gone forever and just, like, just left. Because also, like, yeah. Jesus, like, uh, Terry remarks, like, are you ever going to move into to Maggie's space? Like, but he's working in, like, the reception area outside, I think, the the governor, the the leader's office. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I wish I wish I knew more about the situation in the timeline. Um, but they're just spooning, just spooning it out real slow. Uh, and so everybody thinks they hear something in the woods, but it turns out to be nothing. Oh, I bet. I bet. It's it's whispering zombies. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Although how, whispering zombies. how the deaf girl would be the one that detect the whispering I, zombies. Man, I'm pretty sure she heard or, or saw saw something in the saw woods. Saw something. Ah, yeah, like okay. saw something move. You know, it, it would not shock me to see the Walking Dead lean into the idea that she has some super visual powers mm, um, like a, she's like a, a reverse daredevil right right uh that would not shock me at all okay for this show why not uh can we talk about maybe the most ridiculous thing i've seen on the walking dead when aquaman and his pr- old prospector buddy seamus ride out of the mist on this road <laughs> like yeah, what kind when, of fish scale armor, dude? Is that, he rocking? Who made it? Did he find this? Was this in the Natural hist- History Museum? That's what I'm what saying. Like this? that's that's what the, that's the only armor they could find to bring back to the blacksmith. But it also weird that like so since when did Hilltop have knights? Like she looked at him and instantly said, "You're from Hilltop." Those spears, you're from Hilltop. I'm like, why the fuck would you assume that? Why wouldn't you say from the kingdom? Because to me. They yeah. look like kingdom guys, like with like, you know, now they got metal armor and said, like, just what I was saying, like, why are they still running around this plastic armor? Like, shit, man. Like, can't you upgrade to that? Like, find some fucking corrugated aluminum or whatever. Bolt that stuff on. But they're yeah. actually doing it. I don't know. Maybe everybody's on this. That's that's why Alexandria doesn't want to go to the Renaissance Fair. They're just like, hey, you know what? I don't I don't do this night shit. This I can't compete shit. with the armor they've got. Frankly, yeah, yeah, we're we're more about the softer side of cotton uh, than we are with your rigid fucking body armor, and we can't do it with the spears and horses. So, fuck off with your flutes and your jesters and your winches. Not going to do it. <laughs> your turkey legs. <laughs> I want your damn turkey legs. Your giant ears of buttered corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Dar- that's why Daryl's doing all the skinning. He's gonna set up a booth. Oh yeah, genuine, yeah. genuine. Uh, what, what, District of Columbia possum skins. Who's who's the glass blower of the community? Like making the little oh, glass hand blown dragons. I, I want to say I can see Eugene. Can't you see Eugene wearing oh, a Gandalf yeah. hat? And like a D20 shirt and he's just sitting there in front of his blowtorch and he's just holding court and, you know, explaining the process with 30 words when five would do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can I can totally see. God, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. It is. It is guaranteed to be awful. I hope it's like one of those things like, you know, like Downton Abbey every once in a while would do like uh, they had the Christmas episode. It was always just like ridiculous fan service and. You know, I, I hope they go that like it's a whole hour of just a Ren fair. Yes, we get to see everybody. We get to see everybody's shtick. We get to see the games. We get to see the jousting. Ezekiel's hold, holding court with Carol up there. Turkey leg in one hand. Uh, like I, I got to see all this. I got to. And the, the biggest conflict is like, you know, like a Robin Hood men in tights or frankly Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, you know, where they've got the archery contest, right? Mm-hmm. Or brave like every, mm-hmm. this, you know. Standard bullshit. Uh, it's gonna be substantial like, bow that's girl. That's the biggest conflict. Not substantial bow girl doing. versus highly competent bow girl. Th- there you go. Yeah, and then yeah. Daryl comes in and splits everybody's arrows down the middle. <laughs> but he's disqualified because he can't use a crossbow. Right, but he does it yeah. from like six hundred yards away. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. like he it's, does it it's from legal. the woods. It's tournament legal, but you have to a crossbow. You have to be twice the distance. 
uh, uh-huh. for it to count. Yeah. So if they're at fifty paces, you got to be at a hundred. All right. God, I want to see this so so bad. They they've set up like a perfect storm of shitty Ren fair for me in my mind. That yeah, they almost certainly cannot deliver on. I, I that's what I'm saying. I'm like, also, how does the super bus fit into it? <laughs> the super bus. Yeah, like like <laughs> Ezekiel's throwing a Renaissance fair that involves three buses welded together. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta see, I gotta see. You're right. We are actually getting our hopes up for this show. It's mm-hmm. a bad idea. What are we doing? What are we doing? It, it, it's 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 gonna they're gonna do they're going to you're gonna roll up on the Ren Fair, you're gonna see King Ezekiel's big Ren Fair, welcome to the kingdom's Ren Fair, and it's gonna fade to black and then six years later. Oh god, yeah. Yep, yeah. that's what they're gonna do. Another flash forward. Judith's gonna be thirteen. The Negan will be inexplicably the leader of the hilltop. They won't mm-hmm. explain it for another eight episodes. <laughs> He'll have a question mark carved into his back because who the hell knows? Or he'll have three P's. He'll have three P's just to get the Heath Heath. Oh, access did he get card. loans too? Huh? Did he get loans too? No, <laughs> I'm talking about the pair. I'm talking about Heath. Like, wasn't that what was on his like key card? PPP. Yeah, yeah. Just to bring that mystery back around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we'll Georgie will get flying on a helicopter with Rick, and just like we'll have a whole other like what the fuck is going on for eight episodes. Uh, and then I guess we go to the final scene here where we're at the hilltop. Finally, uh, Henry yeah. wonders if Enid is going to recognize him. He's clearly got a crush on her. Mm. Isn't uh, Enid like 23 now, though? She's got to be. Yeah. So she was like 14 ish. Yeah. Uh, like, like I think six, her and, five, six years ago. Yeah. They were 14 to 16. Yeah. So she's got to be in her early 20s. And Henry, I don't know. Is Henry supposed to be 18? No. Yeah, I thought Henry's like 15. It's going to be a real Annika, Anakin Padme situation here. Eh, I mean, it's apocalypse age, right? Like That's true. No the, rules the in the apocalypse. Changes, I think. No court of law to say this is predatory. Yeah, yeah we'll see what kind of court of law uh, Maggie set up when mm-hmm. it comes what, to what child What kind of protocols are, are, being, uh, are being violated here? Sure. Yeah. I have uh, a feeling it's not going to be... It's not going uh, to resemble what we know... Uh, in our modern society. You know, I, I do think it's, it's cool that like, you know, despite all the conflict and stuff, and I, maybe this is a small concern too, that at the end of this episode, you got the real sense with the music playing and everything that the gang's fucking back together. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe it's going to take Michonne and Maggie a while to figure things out. But like when, in Daryl, Aaron, Jesus, Tara's mind, they're still a team. Uh, and they're going to take it. They're going to take business. Uh, whatever the problem is, we got the gang back together and we're going to be, we're going to be just fine. Uh, yeah. However, the problem there is that's going to take all the dramatic tension out of it, right? You know, you've set up this giant conflict between the communities. And if the community, like, if there's no rancor amongst the community members themselves, then, like, what kind of beef do you actually have? It's a personal beef between Michonne and Maggie. Who cares about that? <laughs> Which they quashed two episodes ago. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly flared back up in the last six years or yep. so. Um, Gotta see. Maybe there's uh, are there people running around with O's on their back, and this was some kind of demented post-apocalyptic warrior tribe that tried to force them to play in human tic-tac-toe. Oh yeah, it's like a Hollywood Squares situation. Yeah, instead of A's and B's, you get X's and O's. Uh-huh. <laughs> and circle takes the square. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm done. Do you got more oh, stuff? I didn't for even this? recap this scene, but who gives a shit? Uh, you didn't. Do, do you think they gave everybody follows this dog off? Do you think they gave? Uh, uh, gave the dog a pair of like Eugene's dirty socks or something, and he's just like smelling him from miles away. I don't think he even needs it to track him. Yeah, yeah. He just, yeah he Eugene just it. has a unique, unique pungency that uh, the dogs can can track. That mullet just just generates its own juices and stews. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's it. That's it. We're gonna we're gonna go off on a mission to try and find Eugene at the end of this episode. Is are we? Are, is it the mid season finale next week? Yeah, uh, I think it's. Oh shit! This is nine oh seven, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would be. I, there's no way we're gonna get the Renaissance Fair at the end of next week. Or dreadlocks, yeah. Or I think dreadlocks, you're right. yeah. We're gonna have to n- another flash forward, uh, mm-hmm. but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, you'll join us there. Please send in feedback to the uh, Walking Dead or Watching Dead at BaldMove.com because we are after the. Uh, I haven't actually seen how much uh, feedback we've got. We might consider it at the end of 908, or we might, if we have enough of it, just do a, a little mini feedback episode uh, in between before we start resuming on season nine. So uh, look forward to that. 
Uh, I actually am kind of interested. I, I, I can't wait to see how they close because they usually try to do something big. Yeah. I'm very curious to see what that something big looks like in this context. Um, when do you think we'll see Maggie again? Next oh, episode boy. or no, no, because they're going out to look for Eugene. I, I think it's going to be the next half season before we see her. Okay. Okay, because I thought maybe because like you know she didn't have to do much filming this, maybe they had enough time that they could get her back for the next season. Um, you know, since they do that, so they split filming on that stuff. So, so maybe I don't know. Uh, okay. I'm thinking, what do you think your over under on episodes until we see her again is? We're gonna have to wait till the end of season nine or like early in season season nine B. Yeah, I, I don't think you can go the whole half season without seeing her. I, I think yeah. we're looking at like seeing her in within the first one or two episodes of the next of season nine B. Yeah. I'm interested in how they do. Cause I, I that's going to, now that you've got everything split up between the three communities, it must be hard to split everyone's screen time and get around to everybody. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I know that's something on a large cast show. Sometimes people get cranky when they don't get their, their scenes and lines and like Rosita, especially until these last episode, we didn't see her at all in season nine. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they continue to balance the screen time and the dialogue and the, the plot weight and all that kind of stuff, especially with all these fucking new guys. They're yeah. goddamn half a Stradivarius doing nobody any good. They'll turn into a loot. They're going to modify it into a loot. There a strata loot before the, the, the Ren fair. <laughs> all right. Send that email to watching We'll be back next week with the mid season finale. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. Have a great week. Thank you.